All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do, uh, do the podcast. In case you guys don't know, this is OPSM. We'll definitely talk about OPSM sure. in this, but uh, I'm going to change my shirt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Against All Odds podcast. I'm here with Jeff. Jeff, give me your full name, your age, and your place of birth. Okay. My name is Jeffrey Adai. I'm from Ottawa, Canada, and I'm 26 years old now. 26. And what position are you? I completely messed that up. I'm 25. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? You know, when you said that, I was like, you know, he looks like he's unsure of his answer. Well, I don't know why. How did I? <laughs> this, might, this might be longer than you think. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> you know how old you are? Yeah, yeah. You know where you're born? You know yeah, yeah. Name? <laughs> All right. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Against All Odds podcast. I'm here with Jeff. Jeff, give me your full name, your age, and where you're born. Okay, my name is Jeff Adai. I'm 25 years old, and I was born in Ottawa, Canada. And what's your position? I'm a center midfield. Center midfielder. All right, so let's roll the intro, and we'll get into Jeff's story. So tell me just how, like, where you're born. Tell me a little bit about your family background, and then just say like how you started to get into soccer, like those very first few okay. years. So, yeah, I was born in Ottawa, but my family we come from Ghana. So my dad and my mom first both moved to England, and then they came to Canada, and that was more because of uh, visa issues. So they were living in England, and my dad was playing there, and then he kind of couldn't stay there anymore. So my whole family moved to Canada. And while they were in that transition, that's when I was born. So I got into soccer mainly because my dad was playing professionally, and then he and then he just got me and my brother into it. Mm-hmm. So I started playing at a young age and started playing right right from in Ottawa. Yeah. So and your dad had a successful career. Huh? He had a really successful career. He played professional in um, Ghana first, mm-hmm. and then he went over and moved and played in England. Yeah, that's that's sick. Yeah, and high level in England too. Very right? high level. So. Yeah. And um, you have a brother to play soccer, sister plays rugby, so athletic family. Yeah. And I know, like, we've been friends for actually not even that long, six months now. It feels like a lot longer. (laughs) So, so, like, I know a lot about your background, but Mm -hmm. this is going to be good because I can go deeper more than, like, just surface level. And so, (laughs) stop smirking at me. (laughs) Um, All right. So, uh, okay. So, so soccer was, like, in your family. Like, it was, you were born with a soccer ball probably, huh? Literally completely in my family and not even just my dad my brother even my uncle so like my extended family as well all grew up playing soccer so that was just in my life since i was born mm-hmm. and when when did you start like when was your first team like so i started playing soccer when i was four years old on a house league team mm-hmm. is what we call it in canada and um I ended. I was pretty good at first. I started off as a striker, you know, that one kid yeah. running, dribbling while everyone else was playing with the grass. So, so, <laughs> so I was I was doing well. And I think uh, at a very young age, I think maybe when I was like seven, that's when I started getting more competitive. Mm-hmm. And then I started playing a year up, and uh, just following my brother's footsteps basically because he was he was playing in the competitive league by that time. Mm-hmm. And then I just got more into it. And more involved. And what is your brother like? Four years older? Is that three? Three years older. Three years maybe. older. Yeah. Um. And then so with with house league, is that is that just like you just completely recreational? Like, yeah. is it? It's not co-ed. No. So it's all recreational to start. Mm-hmm. And um. Yeah. You have girls on your team, so <laughs> the the great times. So <laughs> so, so it's just co-ed to start, and then eventually, if you're good enough, at the age of seven, eight, you could jump up to competitive. Mm-hmm. And so that's like, is that when it turns year round? That's when it turns year round okay. in Canada. And so you, seven, eight, you were playing year round soccer by that yeah, time? Yeah, seven, eight, I was playing year round. Uh, do you play any other sports? 
Um, not in out of out of um, club, mm-hmm. but in high school, I grew up playing football, basketball. Um, everyone in Canada plays hockey, yeah. so I grew up with my friends and stuff. At, at a point, I actually had an outdoor rink in my backyard. Really? My mom wanted to get embraced in the culture, so she made one for us. <laughs> embraced in the yeah, culture. Yeah, we got we're just checking each other right through the ice. So, so yeah, I grew up playing a, actually a lot of sports. That's that's funny. Yeah. The ice rink in the back. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, I visited Jeff in Ottawa and Godwin and your whole family uh, mm-hmm. for in January, and I saw what. It, the Ottawa winners like and I was trying to warn you it's cold yeah. it's cold you and Mimi came in like sweaters and I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it was enough right, we weren't prepared um, okay so then so awesome so you're playing competitive soccer now 7-8 at this time were you still a striker like were you playing striker I was still a striker okay cool. um, and then how was your team were you like one of the best teams in Ottawa yeah like- so, so I was playing on a select team and then from there I got basically recruited scouted by the competitive teams mm-hmm. and then until 12 I was playing in my local area and then I made a jump the biggest jump I made probably when I was 13 I joined a team called Ottawa Self United and that was a very strong team at that time uh-huh. and at that time we were ranked one of the highest in Ontario competing all across not just Canada but in America as well and we won like the Disney showcase we won Jefferson uh, showcase in Dallas Jefferson Cup mm-hmm. so the team was doing really well and I was captain of that team. Okay. So that's when my career was really moving forward and I was starting to see possibilities of university or going overseas at that time. So right around 13 is when it got really serious for me. That's sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, pro- like how else was like your training? Like were you just training with your team? Were you doing any extra training? No, so from the ages of four to 13, yeah. my dad would always do extra training with me and my brother. So at first it would be him with us and would do all type of drills, all the stuff you're doing now. So he was doing it with us and mm-hmm. we would be always doing extra training. And then when we got to a certain age, my dad would push us to go ourselves. So I always had my brother compete with and even if it was just one on one or just doing certain drills that mm-hmm. we still do now before practice, stuff like that. I was doing it since then. Yeah. And yeah. I like how you said that too, like it's the same drills that we do now. Yeah. Like literally. And I try to tell that to, to mm-hmm. a lot of people listening, like I'm doing the same, maybe a few stuff I pick up from other people. But, like, the very basics of it is the same stuff I've been doing since I was five, you know? 100%. And, and it's just, like, you just increase the speed, the intensity a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the quality is better now, yeah. and that's it. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to make it too complicated, you know? No, I, I do the most basic drills. <laughs> I feel like when people are trying to be like, oh, yeah, this is all you're doing, I don't think it has to be advanced at all. If yeah. you're just working on the, the little things and fine-tuning things, I think that's how you improve. Mm-hmm. And so were you training probably with the ball then, like, it was every day? Was it just, like... How often? Yeah, so in the summers, every single day. Mm. The only thing that happens in Canada in the winter, there's there's nowhere to play unless you're indoors. Uh-huh. So I'd only have to be able to play with, with my team. So this is when I'd probably do other sports like basketball and uh, other sports like that. And it helped me because mm-hmm. I got to learn different footsteps and stuff. And I think it helped me in my in my soccer abilities for mm-hmm. sure. Because I was going to ask that. I was like, do you yeah. think players should do multiple sports at a young age? Or do you think it should just be soccer? I, I think they, they, they can mm-hmm. at a certain point. But at a certain point, I think you have to be totally uh, dedicated to soccer. Because yeah. there's certain things you learn when you're young that... If you if you don't have it at that point, it really hurts you when you get older. Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I agree. And even like you know, like a, like in basketball, like a give and go. Like I yeah. learned the give and go in basketball before I learned a one two pass in yeah, soccer. Yeah, for sure. So but stuff then, like that. Yeah, it translates it translates over. Yeah. Um, so you had a very successful from like twelve or like even from like eight nine 
up till 17 successful year after year yeah after year. so we were we were winning everything we were disney first, cup's big too. yeah disney cup was huge so we were the first in ottawa mm-hmm. most of the years and those a few years we went undefeated and didn't, didn't lose a game <laughs> and we're being ranked so a lot of at that time mm-hmm. uh the the big thing was to get recruited and go to school in in america mm-hmm. and our team was actually getting noticed well and that doesn't really happen a lot from teams in ottawa at that point most of recruiters go to Toronto at that time, mm-hmm. or and not even that much at that at that time. So it was really cool to have all these college coaches at our games. Why do you think your team was so good? We had a lot of good players, and they were my best friends, and uh-huh. we're still all best friends till now. That's cool. So they, Did you go to? Were they like the same kids that went to middle school and high school, or is it different? No. So it was. We were all from all across the city, uh-huh. and what happened when we were. Younger, when we were like 15, a few of the clubs in Ottawa joined all the best players. Oh, okay. So we all formed on this team. Some mega club. Yeah, exactly. And we, we, were, we were great. That's sick. That's good. Um, and then so you went to high school. So high school, do you have it like where it's just high school soccer like in America? Like high school soccer? Exactly. We oh. have like grade 9 to 12. It's mm-hmm. basically our high school. So we don't really have the, the split there. Mm-hmm. So that was our high school team and my high school team was good too like yeah. we, we would win but we'd have a bunch of football players on it a bunch of <laughs> basketball players on it and we'll play against teams that have like real club players mm-hmm. but our, our team was we had so much passion so we would we actually won won one year and it was, it was a big thing so. won it all like in, yeah, in, we, in, ottawa. in ottawa so it was, it was huge that's cool yeah um so the level was a little bit lower than the club like yeah a, a lot a lot lower uh-huh. but was still, was a good, still good, good experience? Good experience, 100%. How were your coaches, like, growing up and high school coach and everything? Yeah, uh, in club, where they were mainly coach, my mm-hmm. coaches, it was really good. So I, I think I had a good, like, upbringing in the academy I was in because we also had a lot of coaches coming from overseas, but also the ones that were there in Ottawa, mm-hmm. like Gordon McGregor, Russell Shaw, like, the coaches I had when I was young were, were amazing, and they developed us really well. Uh-huh. And same thing, like, in those trainings, were they kind of similar to what we do today? Yeah, like, it's, like, literally all the stuff we do today, the passing sequences, the, mm-hmm. the shape, the individual the individual drills as well. Like, mm-hmm. we really did that since, since I was young, all the technical drills. So that's why I feel I have a good academy background because sometimes when we do drills here, you know, you see some players that are struggling and Lost, yeah. certain things. And, and I found that everywhere I was overseas. So I think my academy really helped prepare mm-hmm. me for all this that's good mm-hmm. um and then so was was your mindset at that time i knew you said that you wanted like the goals to go play d1 or college in america even mm-hmm. but was you were you thinking at that time too i'm gonna be a pro i'm gonna be a pro yeah i think uh once i was 16 mm-hmm. i was really 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 passionate about wanting to play professional mm-hmm. i i didn't want to go to school necessarily for sure and um that was the same thing my brother wanted to do as well mm-hmm. my parents tr- my parents tried but we, we didn't really at the time have any opportunities to go overseas. So it was just about being the best I could be in Canada and seeing what came from there. Mm-hmm. And so you focus on like the next step, but the, at the end goal was always like be pro. Be exactly. Pro. So I knew, uh-huh. okay, maybe university has to be the next step for me to reach my goal. Mm-hmm. So that was my main target at the time. Um, do you think, this is a question I get a lot, like even personally, do you think it would have been better to go over to Europe right away at 18? Were you ready? Or do you think it was smart to go and try to play or play D one in America? Um, and this obviously you never know. But like, yeah, like that, that's crazy. That's a good question. Yeah. I think it depends all on the environment you're gonna go to in in England or in mm-hmm. Europe. So I think it's all about where you were gonna go. Mm-hmm. Even I think there's programs you could go to first in North America that that's great for you and it prepares you even more mm-hmm. because maybe you're not ready, you're not at the speed, you're not at you need some things. You need more games. Yeah, but. 
for me, I wish I could have had the opportunity, but I'm happy with what. But I looking at your options at that age, it was smarter to go. Yeah, it was smart, hundred percent. Yeah, because that's like, I mean, for me, I 18, I wasn't ready at all. Like, yeah, not even close. I need the four years, and then I see other people like they take the chance and go. But then sometimes even their opportunity, like what you said, they don't have the best setup, and it yeah. probably would be a better setup to stay here. Yeah. But I've seen it at the same time. I've seen players go over there and then get into and playing in first division in Denmark and crazy yeah. stuff. No, I totally see that. But And then the worst things happen too because I know some people who thought they were good enough, mm-hmm. and they went and they were really good. They had uh, D1 scholarships, and they ended up going. didn't work out, mm-hmm. not just because of like on the field because when you go, you're leaving your family. So yeah. off the field, it's a lot harder being in a different country, and then they come back and they don't even want to play anymore. Yeah, the environment's so, a lot different than lot, playing college. A lot different. Yeah. So. Um, what's your best advice for players that are making that decision? My best advice is um, to see your goals in steps, basically. So don't just shoot for oh, I, I want to play for Manchester United, so I need to be in England. Mm-hmm. I think you have to get hit your targets and hit goals. So for me, it was like okay, I need to go in a D one program. But hey, if I can't go on a D1 program, maybe I need to get in a D2 program mm-hmm. first, play there a year, and then move up. So as long as you keep moving up in your career, that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. You never want to start high and go low. It always wants to be go yeah. upwards. Yeah, starting yeah. high, go low is yeah. like that kind of like signals to all the teams that you, you can't perform you, at that level. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then take me through from like 17 on and how you got a scholarship to go play or got noticed by a college scout yeah i don't even know if you know this so uh-huh. at first i i got recruited by a team in uh, pittsburgh named okay. duquesne and then it didn't work out there so my brother was already at just transferred to a school called spring garber university is nia school mm-hmm. so i went to an nia school for my first two years so that's how I, I first got recruited there and but in my first year i tore my acl mm-hmm. so that's when i had my my first injury so that was kind of the my stepping stone into university soccer. So that was my first two years, and then after that is when I transferred to okay. South Carolina. And where was your brother before he transferred there? He was in Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. How do you like Tennessee? <laughs> he loved it, but it was hot, and <laughs> and uh, the team wasn't that great at the time, so uh-huh. he transferred. What city was he in? Uh, Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Yeah. That was a new team there. The Chattanooga, oh, yeah, yeah. There's the like Red Foxes. Yeah. They're pretty um, good. Yeah. Uh, so you basically got that connection to uh, Spring Spring Arbor, right? Yeah. From because your brother was there, and he, exactly. he helped kind of like put in the good word for your coach. And exactly. Um, how on your team? You said your team was good. Did you have a lot of players that also went to go play in college? Yeah. So we had Dave, um, Colin, and th- those guys all went to play in in university in the states as well. Uh-huh. And then other guys on my team went uh, and played in Canada. Okay. So from that team that I was on, that club team, a lot of guys ended up playing in. In, in Canada, but mm-hmm. also in America. But I think uh, we were good enough for everyone to probably get recruited. But at the time, we didn't have that many opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but that's what you, the OPSM is like yeah. really trying to exactly. help. But yeah, we'll get to that once you. Well, I like to go linear. <laughs> okay, my no, brain, no worries. My brain can't <laughs> yeah, jump yeah, around. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> um, but yeah, OPSM sick, honestly. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> okay, so you got your brother kind of help putting a good word at, with Spring Harbor. How did your brother get seen to go to Tennessee and and everything? Yeah, so for him, it was the same thing playing in showcase program, mm-hmm. uh, showcase tournaments. So like the Disney Cup and stuff like that. And then he got recruited by someone at one of the showcases. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so good for clubs and for players to go to these tournaments because yeah. that's where you're being evaluated. So yeah. even if you're not one of the better players on your team, there's no bias. You go, you perform. A lot of the times you get some emails or calls from college coaches. Mm-hmm. So that's what he did. He got recruited and then went there for two years and then he transferred. Okay. 
Um, so how was the the two years at Spring Harbor? Yeah. You said the first year you tore your ACL. So the first year, yeah, preseason. Take me that through that whole year. Okay. So I get there. The team just came off a very bad season, mm-hmm. like winning like two games, something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, a bunch of guys just came in. So Gone was there, and he recruited other guys from Ottawa as well. So we had a few other guys from Ottawa, mm-hmm. other guys we knew from around. So that's why I was comfortable going. I was really mad at this time because I wanted to go D1, mm-hmm. but it just didn't work out with any schools with the scholarships. So I was going to NAIA, and I was, I, was, I was upset at the time. So when I got there, I didn't have the best mindset, but I was, I was like, okay, I need to perform. So I uh, got there, and in preseason, I tore my ACL. So in preseason, I tore my ACL, lost that whole season, mm-hmm. but the team ended up going to the finals and losing in the finals. So it was like, wow, I wish I could have been a part of that. Maybe I could have helped, yeah. but it, it didn't work <coughs> out. So then the following year, um, I go back to Sprague Arbor. Mm-hmm. And I, at this time, I was like, I, my goal at first was I'm going to play one year and leave. But after I told my ACL, I was like, I really want to prove something here. Yeah. So I come back fully recovered. Uh, and in preseason, we do really well. And we end up winning that year. We win our conference uh, wow. championship, and I scored the game-winning goal. In really? The final, in the finals, yeah. That's so, sick. So it was, it was <coughs> absolutely amazing. It's like horrible first year, and then my whole life changes yeah. the second year. Complete contrast. Yeah. From watching your team do well but lose to – Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Um, and then so from that second year, then yeah. you got noticed, or did you reach out yourself? Or Yeah, so that second year, <coughs> I went and played on a, at a summer team called Michigan Bucks, mm-hmm. and they were really good. And um, – the team Is that PDL or PDL PDL because okay. we played against them in St. Louis in 2017. Oh in really? The Open Cup. Okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Team. And the, yeah, they're a good team. Uh-huh. So actually, my coach at Spring Garber, um, my assistant coach, um, played professionally in Albania. Mm-hmm. So I was leaving. I was going to leave school. So I left. I actually did leave school for about half half a year mm-hmm. and went to Albania and was playing there. And um, I w- I was having issues with visas and stuff. But I was basically training there with a first division club there called KF Tirana. And it was like the most prestigious club in Albania. But mm. uh, I was away from home. It was my first experience away from home. I think I was 18. And oh, you were really young. Yeah, yeah. That's after 18. your second year? Yeah, after my second year. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second year? Yeah, after my second year. And, and it was crazy. And then... Dang, like, so did you go into college at what, 16, 17? Yeah, 17. Oh, that's really young. Yeah, I was yeah. in college at 19. That was my first year. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't even know that. <clears throat> so, yeah, I went in at 17. So then I was in Albania by 18, 19. Mm-hmm. And um, it was crazy. But not, not, not just like, not just <laughs> soccer wise, but also like off the field, it was really difficult. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up actually going back to the States because their season ended in. Uh, around May mm-hmm. so I went back to the States and I was playing for Michigan Bucks and that's when I really joined the team and I was playing games and then at like the last game of the season I tore my ACL again Damn. but thankfully right before the game mm-hmm. uh, South Carolina gave me an offer for a scholarship so I signed uh, to go there but I wasn't fully signed yet so I tore my ACL the last game and then I, I those other schools interested mm-hmm. and um, I told South Carolina I thought I didn't think they were gonna still want me but I told them like hey this is what happened I turned my ACL um, I don't know what 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 happens now and they said you know what we still want you come recover for your junior year and yeah. you could play your senior year wow. so good on South Carolina yeah 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 so I'll always appreciate them for that yeah. for sure so let's go back to Albania so it's really hard off yeah. the field too I mean I've never been to Albania um, but like how how was it because you were there for yeah. six months so yeah I was there and 
It was great. The family I was staying with. I was staying with my coach's uh, mom and dad, uh-huh. and they they were amazing. Absolutely loved them. They would. They had. They their um, uncle or cousin owns a cafe, so I'd always be at the cafe <laughs> watching soccer every single day. Uh-huh. And they love it. Football there. Like they just. They absolutely adore it. So all of that was amazing. But the country was uh, very uh, racist, actually. Mm-hmm. So like I remember one time. I, at that time, I couldn't drive a manual. So I remember one time I took the bus to training. I get on the bus, the whole bus was staring at me. I was, I was at the front, the whole bus was staring at me. I, I had glasses on, thankfully, but I was like sweating on the bus. Oh, I was like, geez. I was like, what, what, what's going on here? So I got, and then I get off the bus. This is on my way to like <clears throat> one of the first trainings. Mm-hmm. So I get off the bus, I'm walking to the place. There's like these little kids uh, walk past me. They're like, yo, what's up, nigga? What's up, nigga? I was like, oh, wow, where am I? <laughs> this is, and then I finally get to practice. And I think there was like an, another black guy on the team at the mm-hmm. time. But the guys were good. The guys on the yeah. team were good. But the environment, they weren't used to, to black people at, in that area at all. Yeah. So, like, when I would be on the street and stuff, like, people would just be staring. But some people weren't racist. They were just curious. But yeah. some people would definitely say say slurs and, and say things. But That's crazy. Yeah. It is, like, especially, like, and this was 2016, 2015 yeah. or something. 20, 20, yeah, 2014. 2014. Like, 2013, this is, yeah. like, the 21st century. Yeah, it's exactly. Still, and still, it was still going on. <clears throat> it, true. I mean, like, if, if you're from that city and you never, and you're just only surrounded by white people, right. I'm sure, like, you, you're probably curious, but still, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Probably a lot different than, like, anything that you've probably grown up with in yeah, Canada. Yeah, in Canada, it's great. People are yeah. really nice there. So this was the first time I really experienced racism to that extent. Mm. So... Um, it was good that you had a host family though. Yeah, it's like if you, at least you had people yeah. to talk and to, and they and they protected me, and, and they made it like I I love Albania because of them. Uh-huh. I love it because of them because all the all I learned there, not only on the field but off the field, is how to live on my own. Mm-hmm. I think it 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 helped me so much in my life today. How was living like being that far from your family? Oh, it's crazy because at that time there was no FaceTime and stuff. They, yeah. I think Skype was just the thing at that time, mm-hmm. and it, it didn't work that well. The Wi-Fi wasn't that great yeah. there, so that I, I remember I was so lonely at times, especially because I just came from university, being around my brother and all my team all the whole time. Mm-hmm. So going to a country where I absolutely can't speak the language at that time, and I'm just around a bunch of random people. Thankfully, I had that family there to really look after me, but it was really difficult. Mm-hmm. How was the trainings and everything, like the professional trainings versus college? So much better at, the, <laughs> at that time. Uh-huh. Um, it was different. I, can't, I came from a really good team mm-hmm. and had a really good season, but these guys were professionals, and it was, it was clear. Just the way that their attitude towards practice, towards training sessions, towards games, mm-hmm. so it was like a whole different level. So I think I improved so much just training with them for those years. I mean, for those for the time I was there mm-hmm. and definitely improved and just even though I couldn't speak the language just by reading kind of the body language and the thoughts and what yeah. the ideas that the players would do I picked up a lot of that stuff yeah I would say too it's like it's cliche but like like soccer football is like the universal language yeah you know? for sure like you can tell when somebody wants the ball you can tell when someone's yelling man on you know yeah. even if you don't know yeah, yeah and it's like you take a drill and they're doing a drill and you see one pattern of it and you're like okay I got it I can do <laughs> yeah it, yeah you know? exactly um, but it's cool. It's like you can go to Albania, not speak any other language, go and then be successful for six months and train yeah. with the team. Yeah. Um, so after the six months, were you like, I'm going to go back to America for sure? Or yeah. Um, was I had, there any I, idea that you wanted to stay there? For yeah, like, I was supposed to come back. Mm-hmm. I had the option to come back and sign a professional contract with the team. Mm-hmm. So that I was looking to do that. But when I came and played in that PDL season, I when I tore my ACL, 
I was like, okay, there's no way I was gonna go back to Albania and not be able to play. Mm-hmm. So I had I had to pursue a university at that time. Um, okay, so yeah, so your plan was like train with Michigan Bucks, play with them, and then go back to Albania. Exactly. Okay, I see. Yeah. Um, how was tearing your ACL? I know I probably don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But like, how was doing it? It was the same leg or the different leg? Different one. Okay, that's what I thought. Different yeah. leg. Um, how was going through your mind when you when the second time when it happened? The second time when it happened. So I was playing Chicago Fire. They had a team, like a second team. So it happened there on the turf again, like the first one was on the turf. So I didn't know right away, but I, the, the person said I, he didn't think I was torn, the, the athletic trainer at the time. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even bend it, and I couldn't move, and I was like, nah, this, there's something wrong with this. So when I found out, I remember I was, being, I was, I was away from home again because mm-hmm. I, was, I was in Michigan during the summer. So I remember being devastated. But one thing is I knew I still wanted to play. Yeah. So I never, it took me maybe a couple of days to really like, I was sad. But after that, I was just thinking about, all right, I need to get recovery. I need surgery. I need to, I need to get back on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing like, I like obviously relate to it because I yeah. did the sports training on the left, yeah. come back and then now did sports training on the right. Uh, and then especially too, like I have people, lots of people watching and mm-hmm. people don't know at the higher, when you get older in the higher level, like you do pick up a lot of injuries over your career. Um, at that time, like, did you ever think you were injury prone? Like this was like that you were never going to have a, a, a successful stint of playing healthy. Yeah. I, I was at the time I was really worried because mm-hmm. I, at first, like remember those club years, I was never getting injured. Mm-hmm. And then first year university surgery. And I think this is the next, it was like the next year another surgery mm-hmm. so i'm like wow like i can't even get a break i and, just played one season. acl is not an easy that's the <laughs> yeah. most that's like yeah. what is it nine to twelve months of nine, rehab? nine to twelve months of rehab yeah and, and to, it's a full year to get back on the field yeah playing at your best and even when you get back you're like worried i didn't end up wearing a brace because i was like no i want to do this i want to be natural i want to be able to perform the way i was before so at first it was it was killing me for sure it was definitely hurt but i think it was honestly one of the best things that could have happened in my life because mm-hmm. the recovery process I learned through it, um, that's when I really got into individual training mm-hmm. and doing extra stuff. Like, you're forced yeah, to. I'm forced to. Yeah. So I think that it, it made me learn how to improve on my own, mm-hmm. starting to watch film. So I got better in different aspects that I wasn't good at. And I think I was able to improve even though I had the injury. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. funny because I think the same thing about my sports yeah, exactly. and going down to New Zealand. Like, like at the time, devastating. Mm-hmm. No, but looking back on it, it's like the. Yeah, like just you know, it's it's. I'm so proud of like how I approached it, how I got back, and everything. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's yeah. Tough. I think it's definitely great. It, I think it's something at this point to be proud of. Yeah, like yeah. hey, I made it through this, and I'm still still playing. And everybody, like everybody, if you look at the best pros, I mean, the best pros have they're kind of like lucky with some injuries, but even yeah. them, they'll have they're riddled without like through their 15 career yeah. or 15 year career of injuries throughout. You know, and everybody has those like two or three year spans where you just get unlucky, you know, or whatever. Yeah, it just happens to everyone. So. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so South Carolina, they were, they stayed true to honoring, like, you yes. coming in. Um, how was going to there, and how was, how was it going to the school and, like, being injured at the start? So, it, it was, it was crazy. So, I remember my first day going in with crutches, and, mm. like, uh, the, the team had to pick me up from the airport. Some guys picked me up for the airport. And, you know, I, don't, I didn't want to feel like a burden. Yeah. Like, oh, we have this guy recruiting. He can't even help us this year. But the team, honestly, was great. The coaching staff was great. Everyone was really, really good to me. Mm-hmm. So I remember going into South Carolina so happy the way, I, the way they, they treated me when I first got there. Uh-huh. But 
what was hard was watching every single practice on the sideline. But thankfully, that school has amazing facilities. Mm -hmm. So the recovery was probably the best I had. And that's why I'm probably stronger now than I was before my mm -hmm. surgeries. So I had great uh, rehab process there with the physical therapist there. And then also, um, like, I remember watching the game sucked. I remember going to all the games, watching the game sucked. But the school was amazing. I'm happy now. I was able to get a degree from there also. Mm -hmm. So it was good being able to do different things outside of soccer and just learning more about life, learning more about what I was into in, in school. And mm -hmm. I think it helped me now as a person. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. um, were you there for two years? I was there for two years. So how was the, And so the first year you rehabbed probably until like what, like in the spring? Yeah, re yeah, exactly. So rehabbed until the spring, mm -hmm. played in the spring. And, and I was doing well, so I was like, wow, I, I still could, I could still do this. Yeah. So that gave me so much confidence in the summer. So I rehabbed, played in the, played in the PDL again mm -hmm. that summer with KW United. Where's that? It's in Canada. Okay. So at that time, a lot of Toronto FC players, all, a lot of guys who are now playing professional in the CPL, the Canadian League, mm -hmm. and the USL and MLS are, were on that team. So I had a really good summer with that team, mm -hmm. and then we came back to South Carolina and started the season there. Okay, mm -hmm. dang. Uh, yeah, and it's funny too, because when you look back at your career, like, oh yeah, those nine months, and you just like gl glance over it. <laughs> yeah, but like, oh if gosh. you think about it, nine months of daily rehab, yeah. daily watching your team train, daily watching the games, daily like doing that, that's a long time. No, it's crazy the way I see it to you as so an nonchalant yeah. right now. Like, yeah, I was just on the, but man, it was so long. Yeah. Every day went by so long, yeah. you know, when you're injured. Because at a point, it's not, not even like you're injured. I couldn't even walk. So, like, I couldn't even walk anywhere and stuff. So, it's like, I just want to be able to run. Yeah. And it's like, I just want to be able to pass. just want to be able to kick. So, it was such a long process. But, mm -hmm. you know, it helps. Yeah. And so, you played PDL. Were you nervous at all coming back with your knees? Like, Yeah. So, at this point, I had two. Mm -hmm. And uh, the way I play, I can't play really with much nerves. Because I'm always in combat, trying to get on the ball, yeah. trying to make tackles. So, I think when I got on the field, honestly, I didn't really think about it. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe before the games, it would, it would be on my mind a little. But I think once I got on the field, I, I didn't play with any fear, really, of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that helped me. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, how did that, that season go with KW United? So KW United season went well, mm -hmm. really well. Uh, we, we lost in the playoffs at some point, but the team did well. Uh -huh. And uh, it was a successful season for the team, but also for myself. So. Yeah, I bet that's big, like coming back and playing again. Yeah, coming back and playing. Yeah. Because it's like, I saw some Kobe Bryant quote on the injury when, you know, Gordon Hayward, Gordon Hayward the basketball player? Yeah, from Boston. And, got yeah, and he injured himself, and yeah. Kobe Bryant sent a message to him. Yeah. Did you read that? It's yeah. like... Uh, and it was about like you'll t take the many milestones of your injury and then when you come back you'll be so appreciative to walk to jog to run to play they're gonna never take it for granted basically yeah. and like oh, hit me i'm like yeah dang like even now yeah. like when i come back and i'm healthy and we're doing cardio or uh cardio we're doing fitness you know on the field <laughs> i'm like in my head i'm like i'm so thankful i can even do this fitness you know and so then i'm like buzzing yeah, and it's a complete different approach after yeah. that because even when i'm a, when you're on the sideline you're even wishing that you could do the fitness and suffer out there you yeah know? no and that's a good point because you you really experience that and even now know how you're injured now mm. like that's why i'm always talking to you now because i feel for you because mm -hmm. i know exactly how you feel and especially because you had surgery i know exactly how you feel now that being injured yeah. so all my teammates now i feel i'm a better teammate now because i've been through these surgeries because yeah. so when guys are injured sometimes they feel left out because mm -hmm. remember though some guys on my team wouldn't even talk to me wouldn't really feel yeah. but then you remember the guys on your team when you're injured who are really still there for you still remembering how you were as a player and i think that comes a long way 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like what we said in the locker room like a few days ago, like almost comes, like you it's, you don't want it to, but your injury almost going to become part of your identity as For a player. Sure. And you don't want that. No. And it's hard to like separate yourself and be like, oh, I'm the injured guy this season, you know? Yeah. Versus I'm an actual player on the team. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, but it's, uh, injuries suck. Yeah, injuries and suck, it's funny because right? it's like, too, it's like, you can go, uh, like for me, I for injury terms, I had I was completely healthy from 14 until 25, 24, like yeah. 24, like right before my 25th birthday. From four, 10 years, like so all like college, nothing. all that. I played every single game of college, every single training session of college, PDL, every single game, every single training. Didn't miss anything. <laughs> Germany, nothing. Came back, Sacramento, every, trained every day. Drive down, played PDL, like everything. And like I was like yeah. in, even in college, like people or in high school, I'd be like Iron Man because I never missed anything. <laughs> yeah, and just like great. yeah, and so, why they call you Iron Man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so now I'm like a, you know get like a 17 year old be like talking shit like oh you're always injured. I'm like well no. at 17 I was <laughs> yeah, fine too. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, awesome. um, but yeah okay so you're coming back now. How was the second year of South Carolina? So second year of South Carolina uh, ended up going pretty well. We lost in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. We fell short to a team. I think it was like a one goal difference. But the season was successful. The team de- had a better season than the year before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did pretty well. And then, so it was really exciting. So again, good season, good overall season. Like, um, and I, for, when did you make the transition? It's probably back a while, but when did you yeah. make a transition from striker to center mid? Oh, so I moved to center mid and when I was playing for that um, the team in Canada uh-huh. around the age of 13. So 13, okay. that's when I moved to once it started to really get serious, yeah, I just kept like moving back and back. <laughs> went from attacking mid, then went to holding mid. Every I feel like every yeah, player does yeah, that. Just starts to, to move back, just move back and yeah. back, and I'm just like staying at holding mid now, not trying to go back. Anymore. <laughs> right, you yeah, play yeah, center yeah. back? No, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, position's boring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so South Carolina. This was this was your senior year, right? Yeah. Senior year of eligibility. Um, what happened after that season? So after that season. Oh yeah, so after that season, I end up having some options, but really wanted to pursue pursue Europe. Mm-hmm. So um, Ottawa Fury had a team in the NASL that year. So I went back and I was, at that time I was, they had an academy too, so I was training with them. But at that time, I didn't sign professionally to them yet. And uh, Godwin was playing in, uh, where was he playing? Over in England at that time, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Hey, let's let's go and try to t- trial in Europe. This is finally the time. We're both done school. Let's try to let's try to make it somewhere." Mm-hmm. So I remember us. This is where it all started. So we were emailing a bunch of clubs in Europe. So this summer, where we're gonna go and try to get some trials and just try to go. We got all our money together. We're just been saving up for this. Mm-hmm. So me and him literally packed our suitcases from Canada and went straight to. We got one email back from a a club in Spain in the Segunda A at the time mm-hmm. called Diegostera and we're like okay we have a trial here let's let's go see it but at the time we're like okay we have cousins in England we have family there let's try to go to as many teams as we can and try to mm-hmm. get trials so we literally went to England but we would go to clubs they didn't be like hey we have a trial here show up with our cleats and stuff and literally try to get an opportunity anywhere uh-huh. and we t- got turned down so many times. <laughs> so many times we got turned down. But finally in Spain, we actually got the opportunity. So we got to play there. Mm-hmm. And we got to play there for most of that summer. But because of the visa issues and stuff, I, it was like, there was no way it was going to work out. Mm-hmm. So then I ended up signing my first pro contract in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Ottawa Fury after that. Um, this is a big part of like what everybody asks me all the time. Is, okay. is from that right where you said from answering or sending emails, yeah. like everything, to booking the ticket. Everybody wants to know mm-hmm. like... 
um, how to do that, you know. And my what I say is it's emails, 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 emails. Like literally yep. research online, emails, emails, emails. And what do you think your success rate from like sending out if you send out a hundred emails, how many emails do you think would come back saying yeah, come in? If I send out a hundred, yeah, maybe literally three, <laughs> and 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 then after you email them again, maybe none. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was really rare. And even mm-hmm. the email you get back wasn't that much of a positive response. It'll be like, okay, maybe mm-hmm. we'll look it out. So it was, it was so, um, it was so hard, yeah. it was so difficult to, like, you're just like, I just want an opportunity, and so it was crazy. But like, there was no chance. Yeah, but and I, that's something I didn't realize was like the that success rate of the mm-hmm. email. I thought like, if I'm a good player and I send this email, <laughs> yeah. they should respond. Literally, and if they're not responding, it's, in my head it was telling me that maybe I'm not good enough. You right. know. And it's hard to be like, no, this is how it works. Honestly, yeah. it's how it works. Unless, unless you're Zlatan Ibrahimovic, <laughs> yeah, trying to go over there. Exactly. Yeah. Other than that, it just didn't work out like that. So mm-hmm. that's literally what was happening to us. So, how many we, emails do you think you sent out in total? I, I could honestly tell you, like, there was a point where, like, when you would send an email, be like, no, you can't send an email because you're like a robot. Because <laughs> they, they just thought like <laughs> you sent we so sent, many? <laughs> sent so many emails, thousands, and thousands of emails. Sometimes I go through my email now and see like a random email, like me with this paragraph to a club, like because then we got creative with it, like, uh-huh. hey, two Ghanaian pros looking for a club. Like we started getting creative with it. I was uh-huh. like, man, some of these things I was saying to these clubs, yeah. trying to Google Translate, all these things probably yeah. like didn't make no sense. But just thousands and thousands of emails, but. Now oh. it ended up helping because the connections. Yeah, and mm-hmm. overall, it's just persistence. Yeah, hundred percent persistence. Um, and the visa is tough. Like that. That's what I, yeah. I. You know, I went over to Germany and found it to be really, really difficult to yeah. get a visa. Um, uh, and then Spain it just looked like it was not working out. The yeah, they, they. In order for them to offer us enough money that mm-hmm. we were like, okay, we're, we're comfortable with, we needed to be either from there or be able to get a certain visa, and then they weren't able to provide it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, then we don't want to stay here and. Yeah. And work and have to do that so i ended up going back to ottawa and that's frustrating to to hear that or to, to know that you see another player that you're better than but just because uh, he's from spain or germany exactly. they're there and now you can't be and, there and i was so bitter at the time I, eventually you you learn hey that's just the system that's mm-hmm. how it is but exactly like you're saying at that time we were we were hurt because we're like hey we finally look like we we made it we played games with this team we fit it's mm-hmm. at it's a really good level and like from there, it's you could go with like the La Ligas there. There's so many yeah. things, and we're probably in the environment in uh, in in Europe. That was that was my goal. Mm-hmm. So to know that it, it just wasn't working out, and I'm and when we were there, we went to a lot of a lot of places. I went to Belgium, France, England. Literally, people told us it's impossible. Like yeah. you can't make it, you can't, and we would just keep trying. And then there was some points where like, wow, is this is this really impossible? Like because yeah. nothing was working out, but we just kept kept trying and kept. I'm knocking it. And again, like you're just saying like, oh yeah, we went to Belgium, France. Like it was like little quick stops. But like to think about like in your head to go to different country, country, country and it not working, like that's impressive to be like, yeah, I'm going to keep going. Like it's going to keep, you know, we just got to find one. Just got to find one. Exactly. And and like, you know, because we've we've talked about more in depth, but there are absolute lows. Like Mm. going somewhere, being so pumped and then having people, having going to the train. Like one time we got promised like, yeah, we could train. We have our cleats, we have everything there. Once we get there, maybe the head coach didn't know, mm-hmm. and we're talking directly, and they'll be like, uh, no, not today. Mm-hmm. And we have a ticket the next day, so we're like, what? We have, we have to train right now. Yeah. And just to not even be able to, 
so devastated. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then how was uh, when you were training in, in Spain? How was the level like? You know, you played at this time in Albania before. You played in other countries. Uh, did, did you fit right in? Like, were you no? It, did, it was a complete different different style of play. Mm-hmm. But the the team we were on kind of suited uh, how we were playing and and the position I I was playing there and also gone. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a very good level. I think the players were really good, and that's why we were excited because we're like. Like they're amazing and we're fitting in, yeah. so that's why we wanted to stay so bad. So when it, it didn't work out, it was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do next. Yeah, because you feel yeah. so you're like finally, yeah, I got it. Literally, didn't so. work out. Same thing in the fourth division, the in yeah. Germany with my yeah. fourth division team, SC Totonia Watsonborn. Same that's thing. Found a team finally. They had money. They had all this, all everything set. I've been in the system. The coach loved me. Doing well. Said I'm gonna offer me the contract. Everything, and then. I was supposed to come in on Sunday. Didn't hear until Monday. We can't give you the contract. I was like, uh, uh, man, I don't know what's worse than that. Back <laughs> memories, like, yeah, wow. yeah. That's, you remember how low you felt over there? Yeah. Um, and how many te- teams do you think you went on, like, trained with, over over that time? So we're probably there for a good uh, month and a half, uh-huh. and probably trained with the team like four times. Mm-hmm. So out of all those places we're going to, it was that hard to to get training. So most of the training we ended up doing while we're doing all these trips in Europe was, mm. was with ourselves. Just at a right. random field. Yeah, other, yeah, just improving ourselves like, hey, something's gonna come up, someone's gonna come up. Mm-hmm. But the, the time in Spain was really good, but with the other countries, it, it just wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. rough. Yeah, so it's hard. Um, so, and then after the month and a half, um, and this was, you were in Spain, they said that it wasn't gonna work out with a visa. Mm-hmm. So, and what made you go back to Ottawa instead of stay in Europe? Because uh, the Ottawa Fury coach at the time mm-hmm. was wanted products from Ottawa to come on the first team. Mm-hmm. So I had a, a strong chance of making it to that team mm-hmm. and they were doing really well at the time. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a chance. I, I, my goal is to play in Europe. I was like, hey, this is my home city. Maybe I could play here and maybe it could be a stepping stone to get back into that market. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, for sure. So ended up going back to Ottawa and then it worked out and I signed my first contract there with Ottawa Fury. Do you think that your being having on the resume of even just being over in Europe playing was helping the factor of the coach wanting to come in? Yeah, it did because he they knew that I was in Spain and mm-hmm. that I was doing that venture and, and that the club actually wanted us to stay. So I think that boosted kind of mm-hmm. them in their interest in me. Yeah. So it was, it was really good. Yeah, because I think, and I always look at it like, okay, if I'm a coach, like what would I want as a player? And sometimes yeah. with the players that want to make the jump on the pro level, if you've been playing NPSL for five years yeah. and, you ha- and you're struggling to make it in the pro level, you know, as, as a coach, you see this guy just playing NPSL. Well, yeah. now if he goes over and goes to Spain and even trains for three months, you're yeah. like, okay, well, it's a little bit more interesting. Yeah, you know? and at least give you a try. It's all about making your resume look better. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so you got brought into Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Um, and how was finally after all that, like you sat down, signed a contract, how was it? It was definitely a relief. Yeah. It's different because I always I always thought I'd be somewhere else, but I was still at home. Yeah. So it kind of it didn't feel as great, but it was mm-hmm. it was good because the environment there was really good at the time. Uh, the head coach was Mark Desantis, and he now he's the head coach of the MLS side of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So he was it was really professional. Like the players they had at the time was super professional. So it was really good to be in that environment because it was really to be honest at that time it was similar to the teams I was training in Europe with how the how professional it was, that like, they were giving food after training, mm. all the injury prevention stuff. So I was like, wow, this is a perfect envir- environment for me at this point. 
Yeah, it's mm. funny that you said relief. Uh, a lot, yeah. a lot of the guys so far have said like, and not like the best ever is a relief. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Because honestly, you work so hard and you do so much and you envision envision it for so long. It's more like when you sign it, you're like, yeah, finally, like, you know. Yeah. It's like because you're so close for so long. Never, I, I haven't had anybody here be like, oh no, it was you know, like ex- the best exactly, right, yeah, yeah, best day ever, exactly yeah. what I expected. Everybody's been like. I felt like I had a weight lifted off my shoulders. That's like what most people yeah, say. Yeah, no, so 100%. I totally agree. That that was my feeling at yeah. that time. You're excited, obviously. Yeah. But like, it, I for me, same thing. It was more like, okay. Like, yeah, no, right? yeah. Yeah, literally. So. <laughs> um, and then how was, um, you talk a little bit about it, but how yeah. did that season go? So and then what year is this now? Is this like 2016, 2017? 20, 20, uh, 20, yeah, 2016 oh, at this point. I'm good. Yeah, I'm yeah, good. yeah, you're, you're good. I, I might be lying. But <laughs> no, 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 no. no, I'm pretty sure it's 2016. It's just 2018 yeah. last year. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so how, how was 2016 with um, Ottawa Fury? Yeah, so I joined because I was in Europe, so I joined at the end of the season. Okay. So there was, it's like playoffs at that time. Mm. So I was more just, okay, good. I'm, I'm part of it. I'm getting into the system. Got, got to travel a few times with the team, so it was really good. Team ends up going to the NASL finals. Mm-hmm. Coach brings me and a couple other academy products. So it was, it was big, and it was big to put on my resume. Uh-huh. They end up losing to New York Cosmos, the team, and it was Raul's last game. I remember seeing him and Marco Senna, so it was a, it was a huge thing. Wow. So that was great. And what was big was that year, uh, the Team Canada captain, Julian de Guzman, was on our team. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was captain of Canada, well-respecting Canada, and he played in the Bundesliga, played in La Liga. Mm-hmm. So um, I was playing his position. So I, I never got <laughs> I never got opportunity, but because of him, that's how I got into Germany. Mm-hmm. So he was the one who connected me and got me to Germany. So after that um, season, I went right to Germany. Okay, like mm-hmm. immediately after the season ended. Yeah, immediately after the season ended, he's like, he's like, okay, I want to help you, mm-hmm. and he connected me to to an agent there, uh, Victor, and then Victor was the one who was able to place me to a club in Germany. Mm-hmm. Isn't right. it funny how like. You go even to a club where sometimes, you, even though it's not successful in the terms of how you play, yeah. but you prove yourself to the right people, then the connections open up. I would never have known that yeah. going to Ottawa Fury, like captain of Canada, is going to be the one to give me my yeah. my next job. You know who did so, that for me? Who? Ivan Mirkovic. Oh yeah, yeah. Multiple Ivan, times. Yeah, like literally, so. I trained with him the first time was at Sacramento Republic. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Trained. I was second string, third string, right back. You know, behind. Never saw the. I saw the field once in one exhibition game. Wow. But then when Ivan was at OC Blues, he was like, "Oh, I need. They needed a right back." And he's like, "Oh well." Uh, he knew a couple right backs, and yeah. I was like the second one that he like called, and I was like, "Yeah, I can come." I yeah. just finished up in Germany, and because it's like, "Yeah, you go in, you you show other people you're a pro." Good things happen, you know. Like everybody's watching you all Every, the time. All the time, like you. And that's why they always say you never know who's watching. Yeah, and that that's <laughs> exactly. always a scout. It could be mm-hmm. a person, a friend. It can be a teammate. So, mm-hmm. totally agree with that. And so that year too was that the year was like uh, was Zoom on that team? Uh, yeah, Zoom was on that team, and then just I think he just yeah he was on that team uh-huh. too, and then he just left to uh, go to uh, Vancouver Academy. Okay. So and he left before me. Was Anthony there? Was Anthony that? was on that team as well. And uh-huh. then Anthony, at that time, I, when I was in Europe, I saw I was with Anthony in France. That's what he said, yeah. Anthony, yeah, Anthony, Anthony was in France. So I remember, Anthony, not just being going with Anthony, I remember going with Anthony to a few clubs in France. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the clubs we trained with there. Mm-hmm. And that's where they told us, like, 
at this time during the transfer window it's impossible you'll never be pro like this guy killed us and he said it all a in coach french. yeah coach and he said it all in french it was even worse so 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 i remember that but yeah that's where anthony was but me and anthony met at ottawa fury as well uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah because uh, it's funny because it's like anthony for the if you guys are watching mm-hmm. this um zoom is a guy that was is now playing for halifax halifax yep. and uh, i met him when i came up when uh this last winter to help with the combine and then mm-hmm. anthony is he was on the podcast already mm-hmm. and he his story it's funny to see the stories and hear their oh, everybody's right. life and how they intersect a little bit you crazy know? actually yeah like crazy. even when aj was here like i've been i've met aj in the pdl at oh, college right. at three times now on the pro level so it's like our stories have like intersect and then go away and then come back together amazing man. it's really uh, cool to see and yeah the soccer world's so small yeah so. um but yeah so and then so for, when you were in france back before yeah. with Anthony, um, you just knew he's another guy from Ottawa over in Europe trying to do the similar thing. And so yeah, well, up. right before mm-hmm. I came, we were playing with each other at Ottawa Fury, mm-hmm. and I he he left I think after me. I left to Europe first, mm-hmm. but I was in England and Spain at the time, and then he came later to France. So I remember they him and another player we know was they were like struggling at them like hey like there might be an opportunity here you guys should come here uh-huh. like help <laughs> so i remember we went and then we were all together and that's where we got so close uh-huh. like literally like brothers now so how long were you together there for i think it was like two weeks mm-hmm. that we were in france together and but it's different when it's two weeks over in a different country together <laughs> yeah, that's what First. i said i think it was two weeks i i felt like it was, it was two like years a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it was literally two weeks but the days were so long mm-hmm. because we were going to clubs like we we're going like five clubs a day yeah all over so even for us i was like when i'm like oh, we've known each other for a long time like six months <laughs> oh, man, I, I can't believe that <laughs> like, I, I can't believe that's the yeah it's funny how you bond so close over this stuff yeah um, okay, and then so where we just finished now, you were going over to Germany. Going over to Germany. Um, with, from the captain of Team Canada, kind yeah. of like helped you out. So, um, how was that? And when you, you left right after the season, this is October of like 20,000, or 20,000. <laughs> 20,000, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this is October? Yeah, yeah this, time? Is, this is October, so mm-hmm. right after the season. How was that going over to Germany? Uh, honestly, it cha- definitely changed my life, changed my career. Uh-huh. So go over to Germany, and if you have someone like that referring to you, it's really good. Mm-hmm. So ended up going to on a pretty prestigious club there. They're playing they're the club normally played in Regionalliga and stuff. I know they won a Bundesliga title before. Wow. So the club had really nice facilities, uh, amazing players, players that played first division, second division, mm-hmm. all over. So I was like really excited to go there. But when I went, it was like I needed to trial first. I remember. Uh-huh. So I ended up going to the trial in NM really well. So they signed me right there. And I think I got the chance actually to go back to Canada first. Uh-huh. And then I came back to start the second season with them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So second season. So you waited all the way for like another six months until you went back? Yeah. Or? Because when oh, I Oh, the went, second season, the second part of the season. No, no, no. Literally the next season. Oh, okay. So when I went, it was I went for a certain time period mm-hmm. and then... They were ready full, so then I went back to Canada, and then I was joining them the next season okay. with the coach. Got it. Yeah. This was Mannheim, right? This is Mannheim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, and for those of you who don't know, Regionalliga in Germany is like a, is a very yeah. it's prestigious league. And it's funny, too, in Germany, what I noticed is like, you can be in a fourth division team and, yeah. and play in a 10,000-seat arena, Crazy. or you can be in a fourth division team and literally have played with no stands. Yeah, literally. And like so. same with the fifth, sixth, it, it varies yeah. club to club. It's really interesting, the professionalism, like how yeah. it varies. It's crazy, and like there could be players in the sixth division making 4,000 a month, and then players in the fourth or not even making that much. Yeah, $50 so, a yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, literally, so... It's just all about, in, in Europe, and what I learned, especially in Germany, it's all about the club you're on. Yeah. It's not even always about the level, it's all about what club you're on and 
what that club could provide for their players. Mm. Um, so you went back then. So did you just go back to Ottawa and, and kind of like yeah. over the winter and train? And so it was perfect. Like I knew I had the contract, so I was back in Ottawa. Uh-huh. So training's different at that time, you know? Yeah. You know when you know where you're going to go, you're, it's, it's easier to train. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's easy to be motivated. Uh-huh. So I remember being so excited for that. I was like, finally, I get to play in Europe. This is my ultimate dream. Mm. Like, yeah, Ottawa was amazing, but like now I'm going to be playing. I'm excited. I, I want to start. So. And where was your brother at this time? My brother, this is when he was in New Zealand. Okay. So after. So, and so when you went to uh, Ottawa Fury, where did he go? Exactly. So after I went to Ottawa Fury, that's where he got the contact to go to New Zealand. Got it. Okay. So he, he was in New Zealand and was absolutely loving it. Uh-huh. So he was playing professional there and then I was in Ottawa. So when I was going in Germany, he was really excited for me as well mm-hmm. to be able because he knew I wanted to get out. I wanted to explore more yeah. and, and learn more. So. Yeah, that's cool. So you were in contact with your brother a lot, like talking about how yeah. it was in New Zealand. You were over in Germany. Exactly. You know? And I know you know the time difference change, so <laughs> we would talk like the next day. It would yeah. always be the next day for you him. You said one text a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it would always be the next day for him. I remember talking like it's my night, his morning, mm-hmm. some sort of thing, the next day. So That's cool. Um, and then so you waited, you trained, and like we said, when you're training for something, it mm-hmm. seems like so much easier than to train. Like, okay, I don't know where my next trial is. Like, yeah. Uh, so you went back over then what, June? Yeah, went back over, yeah, in June. Uh-huh. Yeah, for uh, preseason. I'm like a fortune teller. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you, you know the season. <laughs> yeah, know the season. <laughs> so, so go back then for preseason, uh-huh. and um, it goes really well. So this team was a team that wanted to get promoted. So mm. there was a there was a lot put into it. It was, it was the really Dreiter Liga. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're really demanding. So off gate tunes. So they're off gate. So they're really demanding and. And um, it went really well. All right, so yeah, so you went over there to see want to be promoted, and uh, how was training, and how how did that everything go? Yeah, so I remember we would play like three games mm-hmm. a week during preseason. So I was like, okay, cool. I needed games. I needed games. Mm-hmm. So the the league the season went really well. The first half of the season till uh, December, we were we were we were first place the whole the whole time, and then the last game before the break, mm-hmm. we lost to the second place team, and we ended up being second. So I remember, like, during the, the off break, like, there was a lot of pressure on us. Mm-hmm. And then that we didn't end up first that season. We ended up finishing second or third. So it wasn't successful for the club. Mm-hmm. So I remember that being a hard time. So so it was it was good, though, playing in Germany. I think the level was was outstanding. Yeah. And, and that's what the Canada captain told me. He's like, if you go here, it's going to be great for your career. Yeah. So I remember going there and then... So it, was a, it ended up being a good season, not the season the club wanted, but for me, I think I improved a lot. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. And it's true, it's like, uh, you know, like there's high levels like in America and Germany, but like it's different. It literally, like it is different, slightly different styles of play to Spain, to Germany, to France. To, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it's cool to go over there and it, just to add a different element to your game, you know? Like yeah. in Germany, it's like the ball just moves. It's yeah, pinging, it technical. Everybody's so tactical. In yeah. America, it's so athletic and strong and physical. For sure. And it's cool if you can add that part of the game with the American part. Yeah. It, it's, or Canadian. It, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think that, that helps a lot. Like uh-huh. the, the tactics I learned in Germany, it's mm-hmm. technical, and just like the ideas, mm-hmm. I think it helped me now to how I'm playing now. Yeah. Because that is something, I, I when I went over, I felt like I was... Um, like with the with the ball at my feet, yeah. I was the fastest guy on the team. Yeah. But moving the ball, I was one of the slower guys. Right. Like I, my, I felt like my brain was just one step behind. Yeah, they think faster. Yeah. yeah it's I cool. think that's another thing. Not just being in the country, but the players. Mm-hmm. So you learn from your teammates a lot. Yeah. So I think I got to learn a lot more from the players I was playing with while I was in Germany because mm-hmm. these guys were playing Bundesliga, playing stuff like that. So experience. the things the things they would do and the experience they had and the things they would teach me. 
I think it helped excel my game like crazy. Uh-huh. How did you like Germany like as a country in, in Mannheim? Oh, I, I liked it. I think I was there for a while. I ended up learning the language uh-huh. to, to some extent pretty well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was really close to a few guys on the teams that I still talk to daily now. So I absolutely love Germany. And, Germany's fun. And my, my goal is hey, maybe one day to go back yeah. to Germany for sure. If, if Have you been back since? Yeah, I've been back. Uh-huh. I've been back to visit. But I mean to play. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how uh, were, were you living? Were you living with another guy, an apartment? Like? No, at, at that time, at first I was living with someone else. Then I had my own apartment. Mm-hmm. So it, it was hard. Like I'm saying like I loved it, but I'm, I'm not even remembering most of the moments. I was, yeah. I was by myself. Yeah. Uh, and at first when I couldn't speak the language, it was, hor- it was so hard because I had no one to talk to. I remember I'd get home from practicing because of the time change in Canada. So for the longest time, I, would, I wouldn't have talked to anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like I would have tried saying some German words, but there's sometimes like it's not a conversation. Was, yeah, it's not a conversation. Yeah. I'll just be listening to YouTube, um, watching shows. So I remember like being very lonely at the time. Mm. But it's funny too. I do the same thing. I and mean, when people are like, "How's Germany?" Ow, I loved it. Yeah, because you yeah. do. You do love. You love. Yeah. It's such an amazing experience. You love so much of it. But then it's like. Well, how, were you? And then I should dig a little deeper. It's like, well, I was really lonely. Like I miss my family a lot. Like it was this was bad. But like you look back and you kind of just like it's like the Instagram world. You know, like everything's great. Yeah, great, great, yeah, great, great. But, but like show. living on your by yourself in in Germany is hard. You know, it yeah. sucked. I, yeah. I hated it. Like I loved I loved it and I love being there. I love the people. I love my team. But living by myself over there, like. Like exactly what you said, watch Netflix. I, fe- I felt like I knew every single show on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Man, the more you talk about it, I was like, why did I say I loved it? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah. This is why I do this. I dig. Yeah, I yeah, dig. yeah. No, you, you got it out. But <laughs> yeah. for sure. Because now I'm remembering like a mm-hmm. lot of moments that you're just alone in the apartment. You go outside. It's it's a whole different vibe from, mm. from here and, and being in Canada, especially not having your friends or anything. Yeah. So the worst thing is when soccer is not going well, like say, so you're not in the team or stuff everything's horrible when, yeah. when the when the soccer was going well i think i was like fine i was happy mm-hmm. but those times where it wasn't going well maybe i wasn't starting and and that's when i think i struggled the most mm-hmm. but i think all those um obstacles and kind of those situations that i dealt with then helps you now and helped you help me the next year as a player yeah yeah mm-hmm. definitely um yeah it was hard for me in the winter and because it's like yeah. I was used to like playing in California, where it's like, oh, if you're wow. bored, like go hang out with your friends. Let's go outside. Let's go do something. And then you're in the winter of Germany, and you're like stuck inside, or you go outside with ten layers, and you go to a cafe and sit there, and like you have a surface level conversation. <laughs> yeah, literally. And it's like, and then you can't even text anybody. Absolutely not yeah. the same for sure. It's yeah, it was, it was it was interesting, but like a great experience. Bad part. There's pros and cons to everything. Yeah. Um, so you finished out the season. You guys got like second and third. So a good season, but not what you guys wanted. For sure. Good for you. Full yeah. season. Full Did season. you play um, like every I played, game? Yeah, played majority of the game. Started mm-hmm. majority of the game. So it was, it was exactly what I needed. Mm-hmm. And uh, good level. Learned a lot. And then so what happened after that? So this is like May of 2018. Yeah. Now. So after yeah. So after that, I remember um, going into it. I didn't know if I was going to resign to that team or look for a higher club because mm-hmm. a club higher that wanted me. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was, I remember training with them. And uh, when I was there, I remember I got injured. I injured my foot completely off the field. Mm-hmm. So I remember there was one time I was with a few of the teammates and I was walking back to my apartment and then I, I was getting mugged. So I was completely off of getting mugged. So I remember running uh-huh. and then I ended up falling off like this cliff and then I completely mm-hmm. mangled my foot. So. And that was during the times where I was going on these new trials. Mm-hmm. So I was completely devastated. I didn't know if I was going to stay in Germany and wait until it heals. Mm-hmm. Or 
I, I needed to go back home. So I was kind of, I didn't have anything secure yet. So I ended up going back to Canada, not having a contract, recovering. And mm. I was like, damn, I, I don't know what I'm going to do next now. And I was kind of back in that position I was before. I was like, now that I didn't re-sign and now mm. that I'm injured now. And what hurt me most is it wasn't even on the pitch where I got injured. Yeah. So, and I didn't know how long the injury was going to take. So I remember rehabbing at that point, really, really like, wow, what am I going to do next? What was the official like diagnosis? I remember when I went back to Canada, the, the doctor said like, hey, I don't think you'll be able to play or able to play without pain ever again. So they're like, your foot is, basi- your foot is basically completely bruised up and you're always going to have pain anytime you hit the ball or receive the ball. Mm-hmm. So, and it was like that for a long time. And I remember just rehabbing like crazy, doing everything I can. My brother was helping me, mm-hmm. had a good physiotherapist there, and then eventually it got better. I, yeah. I, I had a physical therapist tell me that that's what my sports are. That's the worst thing. Right? I don't know like, why they why say, that, they say that. that. Yeah. I mean, I understand it's like, yeah, there's yeah. always, you want to be a little bit realistic, but right. like literally I was doing that and the guy was, it was after my first surgery and I just had the abdominals and I hadn't had the adductor. He was like, yeah, you know, there's a really good chance this pain's never going to go away. And I'm like, he's like, you're never going to, you roll your whole life with it. I'm like, and I literally <laughs> yeah. sat there like, like what? Yeah. <laughs> I, like I remember the person when they like, literally same story. She literally said, you'll, you'll never be able to play again or you'll always play in pain. Yeah. I remember telling my mom that. She's like, no, that's, that's not true. Mm-hmm. You have more faith than that. Believe and keep recovering. Yeah. That's what pushed me through. I just got a new physical therapist. I was yeah. like, oh, I was like <laughs> yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. I just didn't show back no, up. Man, that's good. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I mean, there's people like that, though. Yeah. yeah. But um, and how long did it take? So that took about uh, five, four, four months. That's a long four time. months. And then... Um, I actually got the opportunity from there to go to Portugal. So um, there was a guy who just, a Canadian who owns a club now in Portugal called mm-hmm. Camaro de Zembro. And they were, they, he was like, yeah, I can connect you there. So I was, that's where I met Johnny Fabian, mm-hmm. guys on our team now. Mm-hmm. So um, I went there and I was training with them there. And it was kind of at a point where it was during the transfer window and I just made it after it. So I couldn't sign, I couldn't get paid during mm-hmm. that time. So I remember training with them every day and kind of finishing out the season with them mm-hmm. in hopes that I was either going to sign there the next year or find a different club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny too how like, um, I always think it's funny. It's like, okay, so John, John, this was Johnny and Fabian's club? Yeah. There? So they're over there. You come in as the, like the trialist just training. Yeah. And then the next like year, the couple, you know, a couple flash forward a couple years now, yeah. You guys are on the same team together doing this. And then another person might come in and trial. Right. And then you never know in two years, you, that trialist, you might be going over to his country to they, play. And it's like, I love uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like it's, it's, it really seems like it's completely intersecting And you lives. form like crazy bonds. Yeah. Now the bonds I have with them is mm-hmm. so different here. Like when we see each other, sometimes we laugh. Like, yeah. remember, remember this in, yeah. in Portugal? So it's, it's great. Uh-huh. And, and just that connection just came up from random, like just from your past of like Yeah, from reaching all out the connecting, reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. And my brother, then I was able to get that opportunity. Yeah. And it's like kind of like you never want to close any doors behind you or like what you have, what might seem like a dead end now. You never know in six months, two years yeah. what's going to happen. I'm always telling people relationships are so important yeah. in this sport. Yeah. As long as you continue to build relationships, you never know what will happen next. So, for example, so at that club, Primero de Zembro, mm-hmm. when I got there, they just got a new coach. So the assistant coach really liked me and was trying to get me signed, and it didn't work out. The, that assistant coach ended up leaving. And, and then got the job in Tulsa. Zhao, right? Yeah, Zhao. Yeah. So Zhao gets the job in Tulsa. So I remember after the season, I went back to Canada. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking of what I was going to do. But I was about to go back to 
Portugal. Mm. So this is near the end of summer. I'm like, okay, uh, preseason's coming. I'm gonna go back to Portugal. The day before my flight, I didn't book it yet because I always book flights last minute because I because <laughs> I know everything will happen. Maybe Honestly, listen up. I don't know. Maybe yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She yeah, always gets mad at me. I never. I never. I was packed. I was packed to go to Europe with him. Yeah. I had my ticket. My suitcase is packed, and he calls me and tells me that I can't come anymore. He's oh like, my god! To Orange County, a trial in Orange County. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Who wants to spend summer in Italy and Germany? Oh my god, that's so devastating. Oh, I felt bad. I felt really yeah. bad. I, I, sorry, I, memes. I, <laughs> I, I waited till last minute to tell her because I was like, I didn't know if the trial in Orange County was going to work out. And all of a sudden, I was like, yeah, confirmed. And I was like, I was so happy I had a trial in the USL. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then at the same time, I was like, Mimi, you remember that two-week <laughs> vacation in Italy and the Amalfi Coast and everything we're going to yeah. do? Cancel it. I'm coming to Orange County. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Mimi is like, damn. So Mimi's a trooper. Yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, so, uh, okay, so Jao was like, last minute. If you were just about to leave to Portugal again. Yeah, so then uh-huh. I get a Facebook message from Mike Neeson, mm-hmm. our head coach now. He's like, hey, Zhao told me about me. We're looking for a holding midfielder. Mm-hmm. Could you come in? So I'm like, what? I, and this is like US. I didn't know much about USL at this time. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm all focused Europe. Like, I'm just playing Europe. Yeah. Portugal doesn't work out. I have maybe I was talking to some clubs in Germany. I'm like, that's where I'm going. So I remember looking into the USL with my brother, looking into the club, mm-hmm. and Zhao was big because I really had a good connection with them. So he's like, yeah, come. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go. Uh-huh. So I remember coming to, to Tulsa, ended, ended up going well. They liked me, mm-hmm. ended up signing. But because of visa issues again, I couldn't play. I couldn't play until the end of the season. That's, when, that's where we met. Yeah, that's so. when I came in. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that week or the week after. Yeah, you came in like two two weeks after. Yeah, because I think I just came in and you had just found out that yeah. you could not play. Yeah, because your visa, play. your your application to get the visa was like submitted two days late or something. No, a, a day late. A day late. A day late. Yeah. So. So I was there with the frustration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but how long, let's back up to, how long did you train with Fabian and Johnny in Portugal? So that was probably for, I was in Portugal probably for four months. Okay. So Kevin playing official matches there mm. for four months. So I was used to that. I've been so used in my career really not being able to play, whether it's through injury or whether it's through uh, visa issues and mm-hmm. just timing. So at that point, I was like, man, I, I, I need to be playing at my age. I need to be playing. Yeah. I was uh, 20, 24, 23, 24. I was like, I, I'm in my, I feel like I'm good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm energetic. I'm in my prime years coming up. So I like wanted to be playing so bad, but we just could train, just could do stuff on my own. Mm-hmm. So I think I, what was good is I just made sure I was improving. Regardless, I couldn't get official matches. I was just improving, improving, mm-hmm. trying to get film, trying to get videos so that maybe I could get myself opportunities somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for, and how did you, because it's like, how long can you stay there without, before you have to get kicked out? Because were you on a tourist visa or something? Yeah, I had, uh, I still had my visa from Germany, but now I was in Portugal, so it wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. And it could only stay for three months. Mm-hmm. At the time, I thought six. So honestly, I was, I was there, like, past over? my, yeah. yeah, I was over. I was like, so this, can't, four... this can't get out too much. <laughs> I don't think that this can't get I don't out think anywhere. anybody in the visa office of Portugal watches okay, If they do, if they his do. name's Jeffrey Adai, he lives <laughs> yeah, in yeah. um, But yeah, I was like, I heard yeah. four months, I'm like, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're getting caught I, here. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so in in Germany, they could get you the visa with the fourth visa. Yeah, I got the vi- they got the visa. Was it working permit? Uh, yeah, working visa. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so four months, and then so you went back to Ottawa after Portugal trained, yeah. and then right, you were training all the way up until the summer. Yeah, and then that's when Jao 
said yeah. it right before. Yeah. It's funny. It's always last minute stuff with you. Huh? Last minute. So it's crazy. And, it's, and I liked it how you said that you were planning on going to Portugal, but you had Germany as a backup too. Yeah, yeah. Because how important are backups? You know? So important. Like you, like, like you know, it's, it's not, it doesn't always work out. Mm-hmm. It hardly ever works out the way you think it's going to work yeah. out. So I was, had all these other opportunities in mm-hmm. place. So that, okay, if it didn't work out, I had some other options. Yeah. Like, even this mm-hmm. o- last offseason, like, I was talking, I obviously trained with Tulsa. I had that as, like, that was my goal, to mm-hmm. play, come back in the USL, play for Tulsa. But honestly, I think backup teams and backup yeah, even leagues and yeah, countries. Yeah, said Thailand was Yeah, there. I had, I think, about eight or nine different backup, backup, backups. Yeah. And that, that was, was, like, big. where it was, like, yeah, people on my behalf were talking to other teams for me. And that was, like, eight or nine, like, <laughs> Wow. And I was, like, I, yeah. I was not going to let this one yeah, slip. Yeah, but, no, you, you know, play. And luckily, the first one worked out, but, like, it could have obviously I've been yeah. I've been to a point where I've had five and all five back all five fall through and you're like I thought I was good you know it's crazy man you go from I have so much I'm good to like I have nothing now. yeah um, it's funny how fast I could shift right it's just yeah fast yeah yeah, 2015 was a bad year. <laughs> yeah, but the other way around too. It's funny how fast you can have nothing and then call from Jow. Yeah, like just instantly. You're Crazy. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah USL, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then what? Uh, when did you start to learn more about the USL? Like, the, and what was your impression? Because you've always been over in Europe. What did you think of like the USL as a whole? Uh, so from before, I just started to see more more coverage on it. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, it's looking good. It's definitely looking like it's improving. And then I think when I was here, that's when I really started to learn more about the league mm-hmm. and more spotlight on the MLS as well. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, this this is a good target for me. Also being ca- from Canada, it's it's a lot easier with the visas. It's mm-hmm. a lot easier with with the barriers, the language barriers, stuff like that. Yeah. So like, all right, I think at this point, my, my goal is to be playing. So I think this is the best um, place for me to be at the time. So mm-hmm. that's like the, that's the conversation I have with my brother. And then that's why I thought this would be the best place to, for me to come to. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, like we said, your visa application was submitted a day late. Yeah. So you couldn't play for the rest of that 2018 season. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when I came in. Like yeah. I said, with our lives intersecting, that's this is our came. first intersection. That's crazy, man. How long ago does this feel, though? It feels like <laughs> yeah. five years yeah. ago. That's the thing. Right. It honestly feels like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine when you were, like, you told me, like, you you know, you had the OPSM, and then yeah. you wanted to, like, you heard I had become elite, and, like, yeah. you wanted to talk. And we worked out when the team was away. Yeah, and, that's like, it. Remember yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. The Tuscany yeah. Hills, like literally right over there. there. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I was reminiscing like it's so long ago. <laughs> yeah, literally. That was the first um, video I was in with you. Yeah, but again, it's like with the connections, and everything. Like you just like, oh yeah, let's get a workout in. Like yeah. you approached me, like, hey, I know you do work, like yeah. work out a lot. Let's get a workout in while the team's gone. I was like, right. yeah, I'm down. And uh, it's cool, like how like you build relationships, build like talking to people, and it just stuff like works you out. Know. <laughs> me. Um, and uh, and at this time, OPSM was. When did you start OPSM? We might have to back oh, up. Oh wow. Okay, so we started OPSM now two years ago. Mm-hmm. Two years ago. So it was at the point where, um, actually, at the point where I came back from Portugal, or okay. like right before I left to Portugal. That's okay. when we started it, and um, it started off with like we we're just doing individual training, mm-hmm. and throughout the whole time where we were traveling stuff. Godwin especially, we're, we were helping a lot of play, people get to other mm-hmm. other opportunities, like get to other clubs, teams. So we were doing that. And at that time, I was making a lot of highlight videos for players. Mm-hmm. Like I learned how to make my own highlight video. I made one. And then people were like, hey, how do you do that? So I was making videos for so many people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, do you know coaches? Like, can you send it off to them? Then I'll start doing that. And I'll be like, hey, Godwin, you, you know more. So mm-hmm. could you help me do that? So then it just started growing like that and growing with the individual training. Mm-hmm. So that's basically how the company kind of formed that summer. It's funny, like, 
you know, it's like you can see in your past, like what your kind of like purpose is in life. Almost. Yeah, yeah. And like even with your you, like with when Godwin kind of put in the good word for you. Obviously, you're his brother. Yeah. You know, but like even that of like approaching the coach because it takes like, you know yeah. you have to have some guts to yeah. be like, hey, coach, I you know here's my brother. I want you know. That's, like, that's so true. I haven't even looked at, at what it. Is, like at what age is that? Eighteen for him. Yeah. He's already showing the agent kind of like mindset yeah, there. Exactly. You know, like that. I have not even thought of it like that. But yeah, and I'm a deep thinker. Yeah. And at that time, you brought like five guys on that team. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you said. And he's yeah. on the team. You're just a player mm-hmm. from so, Ottawa. Yeah, from that's Ottawa. what you said. You brought exactly. from Ottawa because you had a bad season. You want to improve it. Exactly. And right there, it's like, wow, that's a player agent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, literally. And so Godwin too. He just finished up in New Zealand, right? And yeah. so he and he wanted to stop his career and focus more on. Yeah, this, because right? he had the opportunity to go back, but he had an injury as well. Mm-hmm. So another person with another injury. So we noticed that this was picking up, mm-hmm. and honestly, we're helping a lot of people, and yeah. it was growing. So it's like. My mom I remember having a talk with them, like, yeah, do you want to keep playing or like, and but you can't keep doing this to the extent that you're doing it mm-hmm. and helping as much people. So he took the, he's like, you know what, Jeff, as long as you're still playing, mm-hmm. he's like, I'll live that through you, but I'll keep continuing to build it and you could continue to connect also while you're playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah. that's cool. And it's like even with Anthony, like over in France, you're yeah. like, oh yeah, you start to come together. Because Anthony, his podcast, he was like talking like, yeah, Jeff like really helped me out. Jeff and Godwin both were like older brothers to me, helped me out in France. Like they, you mm-hmm. know, they didn't have to do any of it, but they kind of like took me under their wing, helped me out. Right. And it's like, yeah, it's like the same thing. It's, you know, and then everything's connected. It's uh, crazy. Literally, it's, it's so funny yeah. to say that. But yeah. yeah, when you start to talk about it and think about it, yeah, you see it. Yeah, more. when you break it down. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when I'm hearing everybody else's story, like when I, I'm, when I hit sit down with Fabian, I wanted yeah. to hear how his story intersects with yours. You yeah, know? literally. And his and John yeah. Newton. It's, it's yeah, probably different stories too. So yeah, don't yeah. forget it. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, so that's sick. And so OPSM, like if you could sum it up in like two sentences a sentence, what would you call it? Yeah, basically it's a sports management company that helps athletes fulfill their dreams. So I see. It's, it's like you practice that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the motto. <laughs> and uh, it's doing really well. Like yeah. you guys have... I'll brag for you guys. You guys <laughs> have like people, uh, kids over in Portugal yeah. playing and playing in high level academy teams, and you have like you're helping a super high success rate, getting yeah. kids into D one colleges in Canada yeah, and really and co- in America. You have combines now that you're doing women's and yeah. men's. It's now expanded into dance and other yeah. sports, and like it's really growing and like it's really really cool to see yeah, how fast it is and yeah. like how. And like just it's it, like to see how professional it is yeah. already, you know. And and I think being in professional environments helped us keep it to that standard. Mm. And then the people that are on board with it, or or the people represented in the company, like you, for example, mm. with all you've done, become elite and stuff. Like we try to connect with people, like like you, people who not only are good soccer players but have ambition in life mm. to do more and to to and not scared to start something on their own. Because yeah. like for you to start become elite. How no one's done that before you, you <laughs> know what I mean? shit, yeah, yeah no, no one's done that so mm. those are the type of people we've always been connecting with and mm. to start something not from from scratch is is what we believe in and mm. like following your dreams and even doing opsm is still like that pursuit of playing pro soccer because that now we're just doing it for other people yeah but still like we're trying to still find these opportunities mm-hmm that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And my vlog for the Ottawa still is going to come out soon. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I just, I'm still waiting for like yeah. it to come out together. Yeah. But like I, I'm really excited for that vlog. Like I've, I'm like 50% done editing it. Yeah, but, that's yeah. it. That'll be sweet. It's going to be really cool. Yeah. I'm really excited to release that one, but I'm just waiting. Um, yeah. But so 
So now let's okay. So now we're you right before you left for Portugal, you started this idea of OPSM. You yeah. started it. Your brother kind of after he was done with New Zealand, went back to Ottawa, kind of sat down and was like, "I'll be here." Yeah. Jeff, you meet people, you do the connections, you continue to play. Yeah. I'll sit down. I'll be like the person who runs it from Ottawa. Yeah. Um, it's expanding. You play. You were training in Portugal. Come back to Ottawa. You probably helped when you were back in Ottawa yeah. together. Uh, just growing it day by day. Yeah. Every day here, mm-hmm. emails, talking to coaches. Talking with local and now traveling a lot too. Mm. Like the network of coaches we have is a lot bigger. I remember the first time I came over to your apartment and yeah. you were like, <laughs> I sat down, we talked for like 30, 45 minutes, and your phone went off like 20 times. Oh, well, right, right now, I've been killing my pocket. I was like, I was like yeah. how many guys does this guy know? Yeah. None of my friends ever called me. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Literally, just always my phone that hurt with some relationships, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, just so many people connecting with. Yeah. And, and what's good is like, on our team how many of us went to university how many of us mm-hmm. played pro so now that i'm playing i'm able to talk hey like someone was like hey can i get your university coach's yeah. number so we're able to grow in that aspect as well but also in, in a pro aspect now too mm-hmm. and it's like it's all built on trust like mm-hmm. you asked me for my coach at uc davis the head coach there yeah and i'm like yeah you send a good player i've seen the players that you're combined yeah, exactly. it's like they're good they're d1 yeah. davis would love to have those players yes for sure and then Dwayne, you know at uc davis is like oh yeah i'm, yeah. I'm interested in this combine i'm right. interested in these players and it's like but if it's like if I went to that combine and I saw trash, you know, exactly. I'd go to my coach like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you know? So that's what I was the same, man. It's all about relationship building yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Like it's as long as you maintain positive relationships and and you know, like are a man of your word, mm-hmm. I feel like you could really be successful not only on the field but off the field in whatever you do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so let's jump back to now to your career. Mm-hmm. So finished up the season for we were there for another month or so yeah. in Tulsa. Yeah. Um, didn't go. Yeah, didn't, didn't go as planned. Not playing. Also, with all the injuries, with all the like the times that you couldn't get the visa and mm-hmm. stuff, was anybody telling you like, hey, it's not gonna work? It's obviously not meant for you. It's not gonna work out. You, Honestly, you know? I've had a very supportive family, mm-hmm. brother. So I don't have a lot of people in my life close to me who who say that to me. Mm-hmm. They all kind of still believed in me. I think that helped. The yeah. people around me really helped me because no one really encouraged me to quit. From uncles, aunts everyone in my family and, and my close friends mm-hmm. all continue to push me and said like hey keep going so i think that's what's been the extra motivation because i couldn't have done this all myself yeah yeah that's good because in the low it, at the low periods when you're even thinking about like i don't know like yeah, just if you have a family that's like no go you know yeah. come on go for it like, yeah and i think it helps you to have like like your brother going for it as well because you don't want to like stop you no. know and so it's like, because if he's going, you like, I should go too, it's, you know? It's complete motivation. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah. Um, and then so after Tulsa, um, what was that off season like of last year? This is last year now. We're 2018 yeah. off season, so, October. And when did we leave? Yeah, so October. We yeah, leave. like so, October 15th, I think. Or yeah. 13th was my flight okay. out. Yeah, so mm-hmm. after that, I did more OPSM work. So I went mm-hmm. uh, to Canada and then I went to Portugal. Mm-hmm. So I was training in Portugal, but mostly working with the players that we had there from OPSM and helping them with their just everyday lives and connecting coaches and getting more, building more network. How many players have you sent over to Portugal? Now there, there's uh, four, four guys there uh-huh. living there. And how many like in total over the, like the whole course of OPSM that you sent over? Uh, not just for like Germany, other uh-huh. countries too. There's just been at, at that age, there's been like 10, but I think this summer there'll be a, a lot more because mm-hmm. we have a lot more, like we would go to open the doors, make new connections. So now we'll be able to make, new connections and mm-hmm. all started with like one player taking over mm-hmm. ryan the one you met yeah. and Lindsay, and then now and then it just grew and grew so a lot more of the other guys now you saw aiden there and yeah. luke 
Isaiah's there, Sam's there, all of these guys living in the house. So I see Lars is there. So that's cool. It's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so you, did, you went back to Ottawa, did more OPSM work, working every day with in your sick new office now. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, what did you guys will see if I get the vlog up. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was really cool. It's really grown. And then um, how was like, what did you do like uh, after Portugal? Do you go back? To, to, how was your training like yeah. in December and everything? So then I go, so I, I knew I was like, I need a little break. Mm. So I did that stuff in Portugal. And then when I got back, it's like, okay, now it's time to focus on myself and the career mm. so would do the private training with godwin and then we had like a elite group of guys who were playing in college and professionals at zoom and mm. a bunch of other guys in ottawa who were really good uh hansley was there mm -hmm. so we all joined and gone was training us and we'll just train every single day morning and i'll do some extra stuff on my own mm. and then leading up to that was a combine mm -hmm. in uh january where you came mm -hmm. and then that was good. We got to get a training session yeah. together too. Yeah, and like we'll see everything. Like I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, excited because yeah, yeah. it's like the video will be out. You'll yeah. see the elite group in the morning. You'll yeah. see the combine. Yeah, so cool. then yeah, that's perfect that they actually get to see yeah. actually what what we're talking about. Uh -huh. So during that time of just training, getting the body right. Finally, at this point, I think you two were saying we like, we had no injuries. Mm. I think I was you came off of yours, but you're, I was feeling you're, good. You're, you're you're feeling good. So I feel I was at this point. I was like, wow, I finally feel perfect uh -huh. like there's nothing wrong with me my foot's good my knees are good because mm. you had a sports arena too yeah yeah like back in college yeah but that's the thing was, you, there's this there's podcast some, could be 10 hours <laughs> yeah you know? it could be 10 hours yeah. and honestly i forget it so, so many things mm -hmm. but when you start to i'm like oh wow yeah i totally forgot that. yeah <laughs> yeah um because and you had this you did the same exact surgery i had was on the left or the right side i had two so i had one in at the la my last game in south carolina after south carolina i remember i got one right before, mm -hmm. and then I played for Ottawa Fury. Mm -hmm. So I had one there, and then um, before I went to Germany, I had another one. Um, both on the same side? Or? Different sides, yeah. So you've had two ACLs and two Two hernias, yeah. Jeez. And both sports hernias, did you get the same thing, the, the abdominal mesh yeah, and the, the adductor release? Uh, I, for me, I just had the mesh. Okay, both times? Yeah, both times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And did you have that like shooting sharp pain down your the, Exactly, oh man. It's, oh, it's so I remember when you started talking about it, just, Recently, mm -hmm. I was like, no, like, yeah. I hope it's not. But you knew, you're like, I knew it I, too. you're like sports radio. Yeah. I was like, you sure? The day in when it happened, in the it happened in the 80, I looked at the clock right after because I was like, I, I thought I almost made it to the game. And you have such felt a tightness. good game. And I was like, 87th minute, I looked up and I, because I felt a little, I was like, oh, like, oh no. And I was like, that's a sports radio. In my head, I was like, that. Do you know that it. photo they posted on Instagram of you jumping up? Yeah. And was it then? Because <laughs> you were jumping oh. pretty high. No, Why no, then? Okay. <laughs> you know, I can no. tell Huh. By how you walked over to the fan section. Yeah, you said you're, it. Yeah, yeah. you're limping. I was like, I like even went to your parents. I was like, he's walking a little funny. And mm -hmm. then like when I went down to like congratulate you like on the field, mm -hmm. like I could tell in your eyes that like you were like somewhere else. Yeah, because I don't know. You had a great else. game. I don't know why you weren't like. I was grumpy. Like, yeah, you're <laughs> yeah, grumpy. Like, yeah. I could just tell. Like, that I literally, was, like, I knew it. I didn't want to like admit but it. But you don't see anything, so like I had uh -huh. no clothes. Like jumping out of you, bad. Yeah. Quiet about yeah. yeah, and I just, I just, because I knew I was like, that's like, okay, sports yeah, Like in my head, I was like, I knew. Time, the the first time it happened in was it St. Louis? Mm -hmm. St. Louis. I was living with him, and I didn't know about it for like two months. Gosh. Uh, you like, just didn't say anything. I was like, I thought. Well, I was told at that time I had no idea what it was, so yeah. I thought it was like, actually I didn't just even a know that strain you growing. Like, yeah. Right. Didn't tell me. Um, but yeah, but um, yeah, sports injuries suck. You had two. Yeah. But when I did my abdominal, we're all off tangent. <laughs> yeah. But when I did my, ab just had the abdominal like mm. mesh. My pain was still there on the left side. So like, I went through six to eight weeks of rehab. And I was like, the whole time, like, I still have the pain. Like, I still have right. the pain. They're like, no, no, just keep rehabbing, keep rehabbing. That's so it was like, it was at week 11 or 12, 
when I got the next MRI set, and they're like, oh yeah, let's we need to go in the groin and do the release. So and then it's another like... six to eight weeks of rehab after that. Yeah. So it was not fun. It yeah. Was <laughs> it was a no, mess. No, man, you talk about that just for exact memory. It's like, God. Yeah. Um, deep breaths. Yeah. But like, it, it's like, honestly, it's like inspirational to hear like, look, look at you now. Like, yeah. Two sports trainers, ACLs, you're back playing, doing really, really well in the field. And um, so it's like, it's like inspirational. It's like, I see my friends, I see my teammates doing it. Yeah. Sip had a crazy story about fractured his leg yeah, twice. Yeah, Sip had some bad injuries. Yeah. And look at Sip, he's still playing. So it's, it's cool. It's cool mm-hmm. to hear. That's why I like sitting down and talking to yeah, It's like you it's hear in-depth stuff. Um, but then, so the OPSM combines, men and women's, went really well. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. And then you came down. Mm-hmm. Obviously, people will see later, but... The, the the atmosphere was so good because they had pros there now mm-hmm. like last year like there, there wasn't that so bringing you down and having all the the team there a bunch of guys zooms there all the Terrence all the Terrence yeah. Terrence came down so that was huge and I think the kids really got a, a really good positive outcome from not just the performances and the the, the recruiters that were there but mm-hmm. also from the people we brought in yeah because I think it'd be it'd be inspiring to, for me if I'm playing in this combine. And I'm seeing other pros that are involved, you know, yeah. it's like, well, if they did it and they're involved in this process. Like, it's like, you know, you get a little bit more like, oh, no, this is pretty Wait, legit. No, yeah. right? uh, oh, yeah. Can you hit it? <laughs> um, OK, so then this is pretty much where we are now. Yeah. So then when did you hear that you're going to come back to Tulsa? So um, I found out that I was going to come back to, Tal- to Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Like once we got back during the offseason, I remember Gollum was doing the negotiations with uh, Mike. So. I found out probably in November. Mm-hmm. November, I was like, okay, I'm committed. I think it's it's the right step. Mm-hmm. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm good to sign. And I think I, I didn't sign anything to like no, end of November or January. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I was like, okay, it's good. And then I was like excited. Mm-hmm. But throughout the throughout the summer, I knew I was coming back. Mm-hmm. or just negotiated kind of what the contract would be. Yeah. And uh, that's always nice when you, same thing. Now, again, you were training for something. You got something to look forward to. You got a set place to go to. Yes. Because yeah, we talked about that. Like, even, like, yeah. it's so much nicer once you, you're at there from the start. It's such, you know? such a different feeling. I don't yeah. want to discourage anyone if you don't have yeah. something to look forward to, but it's a, such a different feeling. Mm-hmm. I remember times when I, when I didn't, sometimes it does push you a different mm-hmm. one, but this is just, you have the security and you, you kind of know exactly what you need to do. And yeah. you know where you're going. It's, I think it's, it's going to be encouraging because those kids, if you're in that position right now, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, other people felt, you know, people that are now oh, successful yeah. with the pro team, they yeah. went, they were having the same feelings I have. Perfect. Look at so it like, like that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's funny because like with yeah. my vlogs that I put out, like my most depressing vlogs where I'm like, I have to get another surgery for this time or whatever. Horrible. Like that's where people are like, this is the most inspirational when I see that. Yeah. And only if I make it and go and become successful afterwards. If I stopped there, it wouldn't have been. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Cause they could like, It's and funny. To look Cause it. it's like, I always thought to be inspirational. You had to go on YouTube and be like, you can do it. Like work hard, do all, you know, but it's, it's the opposite. You yeah. show your struggle, you know? And I always told you, that's what I respect most about you. Because you show mostly the stuff you're struggling. You get some you shit. Can, yeah, yeah, no. I, I respect that completely. And mm. it's inspirational not only to the people you're talking to, even us teammates and stuff, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, and so now we came into Tulsa. And how did preseason go? I know. You can tell them. <laughs> how did preseason go? And how is the start of this season? We're like six, seven games in. Yeah. So preseason was crazy. Well, because this time, preseason, like you, mm. eight players from OPSM, eight guys I know were coming to the same team as me. That's yeah. never happened. So I was like, I, I know most of the team already. Mm. And then the rest of the team was completely new, except uh, DJ. Mm. So... um it was really good. Uh, I think the team vibed really well right from the beginning, mm-hmm. but we kind of had to make our own identity. 
because the team the following year didn't do well like really good players but didn't end up doing well at all mm-hmm. so we kind of had to a lot of pressure on us to hit the hit the season with with wins and do well so preseason was really demanding really tough but i think um Personally, I think I performed well, and the team did well. We showed that we had really good players. Mm-hmm. And then the start of the season, what, we were in first place after the first five, six games. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's been a, a dream start in a way. I think it could have been better. It still could be better. But I still think that we have a lot to prove this year. Mm-hmm. But it's exciting because finally, like, get to be a part of a team that really could use the experience that I've learned personally from all the failures from before and also the success like in Germany and stuff like that I feel like now I'm really putting all that to the test mm-hmm. that's good mm-hmm. and you've successful so far I mean like you've mm-hmm. started every started and played in every game so far yeah um, your name vice cap- captain yeah which is awesome and 25 which yeah, is really it's, cool it's sweet um, and yeah everything that, like you said the vibe of the team seems really good yeah. everyone's uh, the first day you know I remember Fabi running around and <laughs> jumping yeah, on jumping the in. first day anyway <laughs> But it's been really good. So I'm excited to see for the rest of the season um, just how everybody does and everything. And uh, so now I also got a request for people to ask because I always just talk about it until now and then I stop. Okay. But I always say like, okay, what's your goals now for the future? And I know it's like it's not even – it's hard because you can't predict the future. Yeah. But like what – if you could – Five-year plan, I guess. De- yeah, so I definitely, I think it's always good to have targets. Mm-hmm. So I definitely have targets. So in the five years, I still want to be playing. Mm-hmm. So my goal is um, to move up. So moving up would be not only playing on a better USL team, but whether it's going to MLS or going into a first division somewhere else. So those are my those are my goals. So my immediate goal, obviously, is to help this season win, mm-hmm. get, in, get into a player spot, and then from there, try to try to win the season and individually try to play at least 25, 30 games and have strong performances. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, from there, it's so hard to predict, like, hey, could I get to this team, this team? But it's just about, for me, it's just about getting higher. I want to play in the first division, whether that's MLS, whether that's overseas, mm-hmm. and continue to excel my career. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, like, I, if you guys are watching and wondering why mm-hmm. I haven't asked that, because that's pretty much what everybody says, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Honestly, because it's yeah. like, you can't predict it. It's like, yeah. oh, I want to be on this team in this league. But yeah. it's like, yeah, you want to focus on the year, have a good year. You have your goals. Everybody's got their goals. Right. And then it's like, you want to push higher in the next year. Yeah. But it's like, it, it's people always it would ask me, it's like, what's your plan? I'm like, I don't have a plan. Yeah. I have goals, but yeah. I don't have like... And literally 10 years ago, I was the one asking, so what, what's your plan? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I was doing you don't too. know. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, and it's like, I like every single year, if you guys have been following around, it's like mm-hmm. every year, like you've said the same thing. Every year, you're like, I really don't know. You don't know where you're going to be the next week. Yeah, you could have a signed contract and still not know yeah. <laughs> what, what you're going to do. Exactly. It's no. so unknown. And yeah. once you, the better, the faster you can come to terms with that and be like, yeah, I don't know. I want to keep going higher. I have my goals, my immediate goals, but everything else is unknown. I think that helps a lot. Totally agree yeah. with that, for sure. Um, okay, and then so now I'm going to ask, like, I have like three questions. I'll yeah, ask no the end. Uh, what has been the absolute lowest part of your career? The the point where you came the closest to quitting. These well, are the hard. These are hard yeah, questions. So take so, your time to answer and think yeah, about. Yeah, but if I pretty much know it's definitely mm. when I I tore my ACL the the second time. Uh huh. Because the first time I was still determined and I was still young, but the second time I thought like I just came off for a really good year, mm-hmm. and South Carolina wanted me now. Like I had the chance to go back to Europe. So I think at that time I was at my ultimate low. I was like. I, I then you start asking yourself questions like is this for me like am I going to be able to recover again mm-hmm. there's so many th- thoughts that were happening in my head and I think uh, someone told me it, it's more important the talks you have with yourself 
So I think at a point I, I started having more positive talk and, and that's when I was like, okay, I could, I could overcome this. But that was definitely the lowest point in, in my career so far and, and honestly in my life. Mm. So, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. ACL is serious. Yeah. Uh, what was the opposite? What was the best point? Like the, where you literally said every single thing I've done and gone through is, is worth it, you know? Yeah, I think there, there's a few. I think it's, it's definitely the time when I signed in, in Ottawa, time I signed in, in, in Germany. Mm-hmm. Not just signed, but the time I played. I think signing is one thing, but the first time you go on the field in Germany, that was yeah. my goal, playing in Europe. I think that that was the ultimate high. And also even here, signing and playing in Tulsa for the first time is another high. Mm-hmm. And so now like that's my motivation. Like I, I love those highs. Mm-hmm. I love playing. I love playing and competing. So that's what I guess at this point keeps pushing me to I want more of those highs yeah it's, 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 <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like you it's the same exact stuff I say yeah, yeah really it's, it's yeah. really funny like yeah. every player says the same thing or like I say the same thing in my videos it's just yeah. worded a little bit differently a different way right but it's really it's funny the more yeah. I do this I'm like learning so much stuff <laughs> yeah, too yeah that's great um, and then my last question is if you could go back to yourself now at age 16, 17 or whenever in yeah. younger self what would be like one piece of advice you have for yourself? Yeah, so what's cool is I, I use this almost every day on the people uh, I work with now. But the biggest advice would be to continue to want to improve every day and to, to have short-term goals. Mm-hmm. So before, when I was younger, I was like, I need to play in England. I need to play for in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. But if I were to talk to myself then, it would be more about improving on this aspect of game and then improving on this and watching film just everyday things so that i'm improving every day because mm-hmm. it's it's so long your career could be so long and and days are so long so you have to try to get the most out of you can out of each day so i'll try to focus on the short term i like that yeah because yeah. you can be kind of like uh uh turned away or discouraged when you have the, that big turn you want to play in the epl and yeah then sometimes and like you don't see the close progression no and you'll, you'll be lost in that mm-hmm. and you, you won't be focused on your daily routine and your daily habits and that's the most important yeah and i think it's obviously it's always in the back of your mind but like that's not what you focus on yeah Yeah. for sure yeah that's good um anything else that you want to say on the podcast no you're in front of millions of people right yeah yeah (laughs) no just just appreciate you having me on i hope hope whoever heard the story and here's what matt's doing continues to support and and continue pursuing your dreams very cool i i have a question what's up mimi um is there any point in your career or like path to where you've gotten today that you wish you would have done differently let me repeat the question it, Mimi I don't know if they can hear it okay. uh, Mimi asked if there's any point or path yeah. in his career that you wish he would have done or gone a different route or done differently yeah I know for sure there definitely is I think the point where um, the point where I, I got injured in in uh, Germany mm-hmm. I wish obviously I wish like it didn't happen like I wish I, I wish I was maybe because um, I was out that night. So I wish like, maybe I wasn't out. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wouldn't have happened. But like I could have said that about everything. So I think yeah. that's the, that's one thing I regret because I never knew what could have happened after that. But other than that, I think whatever happens, you just have to yeah. work it out. How many times did you replay that in your head? Oh, all the time. That year, all the time. That's the worst. That's yeah, the replays. Worst, worst. <laughs> all right. Well, this is Jeff Adai again. OPSM. His links everything will be in the description as always in the comment section so go check him out follow the journey um yeah jeff thanks for coming on the podcast appreciate it yeah and we'll see you guys in the next one peace take care guys